0: Welcome to Bass Lane with Sarah Jane, a podcast for women who are on the move, managing life and family. Your host, Sarah Jane, is building a tribe and talking about the things that affect the daily lives of moms. You can expect real conversations about managing chaos, finding ways to take care of mind and body, and stepping outside your comfort zone on the way to living your best life. Hold on for a wild ride. Now, let's get started. Happy Thursday. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane and I am excited. Actually, I'm always excited because that's just kind of my personality, but I have decided that I have quite the habit of meeting friends that I've actually never met in person. (laughs) That goes for Amanda Bento because I have worked with Amanda for, it's been over a year. How long has
1: it been? That's a good question. It has been a while. It has. Definitely. And we've never met in person. Probably, probably two years at least. And we're in the same state.
0: <laughs> I, I can't even handle that. So today my guest is Amanda Bento and I am excited to have her because she is actually I don't even know how I can describe you. You've been like you've been a mentor to me. You've helped me grow my business. She set up if you've not seen my My website, my website is beautiful, and that is because of Amanda. I've taken marketing classes from her. I mean, she has done so much for me professionally, but now she's kind of moved into the personal uh, angle too because she decided to homeschool this year. So this is a new thing for her as well. But we'll get to that. So. Let's first start, Amanda, what you do, because you are no plain Jane, tell me me what you do on a daily basis
1: besides homeschool. Before the homeschool thing, what was your gig? Okay. Well, I am super excited to be here because this is really fun, and I always love talking to you. So if we can (laughs) record the randomness and then share it with the world, why not? (laughs) Yes. So, okay. Before homeschool, (laughs) pre-2020, I was doing marketing consulting and my background is marketing uh, and and business. So marketing and management, I have my MBA. And after I had kids, I realized that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And so I toyed around with a few different things. I did some network marketing, which everything really evolved and it has continued to evolve and it's still evolving. So I started out with network marketing and then I started learning about online marketing and got super interested in what that looks like and how it works. Cause that wasn't stuff that we learned about in college, you know, mm-hmm. in the early two thousands. And so then I started learning about online courses and memberships. And I was like, this is cool. This is really fun. And I started creating one for myself. I started helping my friends figure out how to put theirs together And then when you start creating those things and people are asking for sales pages and landing pages and can you help me with my funnel? And I have this background in marketing. So I was like, yeah, of course I can help you with this. But then as I got into it, I was like, well, is this really the right thing? Is this, do I have the right formula? So um, continued to evolve from there and learned more about uh, the right formula for online marketing and how to craft a message well. And dove into that more specifically. So then really helping people. I love coaching people in it. I love teaching about marketing and I love just helping people see their vision and then start to move that forward. So, um, we've done certainly some one-on-one kinds of services, but I also love just teaching and being able to provide the membership where people can go and access all the marketing things that they need to know whenever they need to know it. Mm-hmm. so it 's just all right there for my members, so that 's what I was doing, and still doing some of that, but that 's what I was doing full time when my kids were in public school <laughs> and
0: I have to say that you 're really good at your job because you you work with men and women, you work with all age ranges, you work with tons of different businesses, and you 're really good at meeting the people where they are, and even people who are super inexperienced with this like i you know, if people are listening to this and thinking, oh, I need some help, but I don't know enough about it. If you know zero about it, Amanda's not going to judge you, but she can help you get you to where you need to be. Cause I knew nothing about any of the website stuff. And now all of a sudden I'm posting my podcast and doing my blog and I, I, that was all just a pipe dream. So whatever you do.
1: I thank you for saying that because that is the thing that is really important to me is that because this stuff is so confusing, there's so much to it, or it can get really overcomplicated when, because there are so many paths you can take. There's so many different ways that you can build a business, which is awesome, but it's also really overwhelming sometimes. And so I love being able to break it down for people after we've discovered what it is that they really want to do. So we spend some time on the front end. Um, like we did when we were doing your stuff about like, what do you actually want to do? And that evolves for people. I know that changes. I know for my own business that changes over time. And so, um, I expect that it will for people, but getting a starting point and helping them kind of clear out some of the clutter so that they can create a clear path forward is really what I love to do.
0: And there is a lot of questions that she asks you. <laughs> there's a lot to go through and things that you, I mean, there's some of the questions that I was like, I need to marinate on that because yeah. I, no one's ever asked
1: me anything like that. So yeah,
0: doesn't, you kind of get to know yourself better too. So that was cool.
1: Yeah. Especially when you're building a personal brand, because it is personal and there's so much to it. And so we really have to understand what it is that you want to do. Now, if you're building a separate brand, that's different from you you know, like even your chiropractic business to some degree that can have its own personality. You can make things up, but when you're building your own personal brand, it is personal. It is you and you're putting yourself out there and sharing that with the world. And so sometimes that makes it extra difficult to kind of look at your own self and brand and business from an outside third-party perspective So it can be kind of tricky, but I love asking those questions. (laughs) And you're
0: good at it. So it's crazy that you went and you still do some of that. And I'm going to make sure that we put all the links for people to get a hold of you and they will know where to find you. And so you went from that, which that can be pretty intense. And you were doing that when your kids were at school. I mean, you had, and we talked about this, you were mom and then you were business and then you were mom. But now, and I'm... I don't know how your routine is, so that's why I, I, what I would like to know. But right now, everything just kind of is thrown into a blender, correct? Yeah,
1: yes. And I am a girl who loves structure, and I love systems, and I love consistency, and I have almost none of that right now. So <laughs> it, is, it is stretching me, and I think I'm learning a lot in the process, but it's not the most comfortable thing always. So yes, we get up in the morning and I used to get up early and like have time to myself before everyone else got going. And I think in March when the world kind of went crazy, I went into a different mode where I was like, "Hmm, I don't need to get up early because why? What am I getting up for? And so... (laughs) It got a little bit so then my mornings just started a little bit later than they did before. But we get up, we get going, we have breakfast, and then we get started by we get started with school by eight o'clock-ish. And then we start with our Bible study. And I had this like program we were following, and then my kids were like, we just want to read the Bible from cover to cover. I'm like, well let's do it then. So we dove into Genesis and, um, we just read two chapters a day and we'll see how far we get with it. So we're doing that in the morning right away. And then we usually do from there, it's kind of up in the air. I like to do math first. So we get that in and out of the way. Mm -hmm. And I like to, uh, then, you know, we might, we work for a little while in the morning, we take a break around snack time and then we do some schoolwork again until lunch And then after lunch, um, I guess my afternoons are definitely more flexible. We try to do more of the fun, like hands-on kind of things and some of that stuff in the afternoons. And then we have some activities that we do when they are not canceled. So that's when our our sports and some of that come into play. And then our evenings are kind of hanging out as a family and getting ready for bed. And then we get up and do it all over again.
0: Are you doing school every day of the week? Are you taking certain days off or do you do field trips during the days? What's What's that look like?
1: Well, the beginning of the year, we did some cool field trips. We went and did a tour of the place where my dad works, which is um, where they bring in steel and they cut it for parts, like for tractors and stuff like that. So the kids got to see the entire process of like how steel comes in these gigantic rolls that look like, massive steel rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> and so they got to see it from the that phase through, like uh, they saw where the designers work with the computers to, and work with CAD to lay it out, lay out all the parts that need to be cut on a sheet. They saw it get laser cut. They saw it get like punched out. They saw how it gets stored. They saw how it gets delivered and painted and um, all of that stuff. So it was very cool. We also did, there's a local honey farm and so we went out there and we got to see the bees and we got to see how the honey is processed and taken off the honeycomb. We got to taste it right off the honeycomb. We got fresh honey, which was also really cool. So we did some really fun things at the beginning of the year. And then, you know, things kind of got a little more monotonous And <laughs> as we've as we've gone on. So we've done some, I think there was another part of your question that I didn't answer, but we've done some cool field trips, definitely. Do you do school Monday through Friday? We do... We do kind of. Fridays are usually, we'll work on school stuff in the mornings and then the afternoons are like we might only do a little shorter amount of time on Fridays or have like fun Fridays where it's just not as intense and then nothing on the weekends.
0: Do you, are you really, because you said that you started using a curriculum and then you switched? So on the other subjects, are you following curriculum or are you kind of going with what, are you just kind of going with the flow?
1: Okay, so the first part of the year we definitely followed a curriculum. I'm still doing that for math and for like our language arts program. But the language arts program that I use is a pretty open, like which is what I love about it. It's pretty open and so we can be pretty flexible with it. But there is so we the one we use for that is called Brave Writer. And it's really taking stories, like really cool stories and then we incorporate lessons into the stories that we're reading. So we're reading a chapter book. We spend some time every day reading a chapter book. And then we look at maybe one day it's adjectives or another day it's possessive nouns or another day learning about setting or character development. And so we take these different topics, but we apply it to the book that we're reading, which is always a fun story. So it keeps them engaged and interested and makes it a lot more fun than just listing, labeling adjectives on a Mm -hmm. worksheet or whatever. So that's a fun way to do it. Beast Academy is what we're using for math. And so that's a pretty structured program that we're working our way through. For science, I actually used a BECCA, which is like a longstanding tried and true. I didn't know, but um, but it's a really pretty intense curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um and it was really good information. I have one kid who is totally fine with learning that way. And the other one who kind of pushes back against it. My daughter wants a really hands-on. Um, she's artsy. She's creative where my son just will absorb every fact and figure and piece of knowledge he can possibly <laughs> absorb. So he loves doing that kind of stuff. And she really doesn't. But he also likes the hands-on things. And so we're trying to move into just using other resources, going to the library and researching different topics or um, finding some of those things. So we get a little more, we've loosened things up definitely in like the science and social studies areas for this, for this part of the year now, because she, I just need to engage her a little bit better.
0: Mm-hmm. I have, I, I don't know. There is no right or wrong way. First of all, you know, you've right. to do with what is best for your kid or kids. And, sometimes it's different for each kid, like you said, mm-hmm. which is kind of what I liked. I liked finding out how different my kids actually learn.
1: Um, I love that. I love that. I get to see their personalities. I get to see yeah. their learning style. I'm learning so much about them. And the first part of this whole thing was just me being completely mesmerized by how their brains work. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, what, for the distance learning or the actual homeschool? No, the actual homeschool part. Distance learning is so different from homeschool. And it's, you know, you're following someone else's schedule, following someone else's assignments. You just have to sit down and clunk through the work. Mm -hmm. It's not about, you know, now I'm learning how there's so many things that we do on a regular basis that they get to learn from, Mm -hmm. that we do in our normal life anyway, that can count if you need to make it count for school. Those were air quotes for the listeners, but (laughs) you can, you know, you, you, um, and so there's so much that we're already doing that our kids are learning from and, and that I think this concept of homeschool is so interesting because you are just teaching your kids and we don't have to overthink it, but it's very easy to overthink.
0: (laughs) It is. And we started binge learning because we were doing like four to five different subjects, you know, like a little bit of each one because we're following a curriculum. And I was like, I can't do this. Like this doesn't, you know, this is too much jumping around and we homeschool between home and my office. And so we're carrying 97 books with us and all this stuff. And I couldn't do it. So like some days we do math and then we do read, we do read some type of reading every day just because Mm -hmm. just to keep, Going on that. Sure. But like some days we'll do a bunch of math and then we'll do some other stuff in entwined in, in that. But it is easier for us to sit down and if instead of like reading two pages out of a book for five days a week, to just sit down and read what we need for the week because otherwise it's just and it's also kind of boring because you are kind of doing a little bit of the same thing every day. And that was boring for us. And it's hard for my husband to wrap his mind around it because he thinks that they're not doing anything. And usually I will break them up into four-hour chunks and because it works better for us if they're not together. Otherwise, they fight. So Mm -hmm. a couple days a week, they're together to learn. And a couple days a week, I break them up. And so Mm. then they learn separately. And I've learned that that's been good for us. But he's like, they're not doing anything. I'm like, actually, they're doing a lot. It's just it doesn't take them as long to do it. Yes. Because he doesn't see them do homework at night. I'm like, they don't have to do homework at
1: night because we do it all during the... It's just me and them. Yeah. Yes. See. And you, as the parent, when you're in your class of a couple of kids, you know, it's so easy to see who's getting it and who's not getting it. You know when the light bulb goes on. So that's why I think a lot of homeschoolers advocate that or will say that you don't need to do tests because... The reason teachers do tests in a classroom is because they have 20 some kids and they don't know who gets all of this stuff and who doesn't, and which concepts do you understand and which ones do not. But when you are the sole teacher and you're right there and you're figuring, you know, you know what they get and you know what they need more work on. Mm-hmm. And so you design your days based on that, you know, the flexibility of it is really fun and there's just so much we can do.
0: So we stopped, we did homeschool because so many people said that they would be distance learning by Thanksgiving, which they didn't in our area and it's fine. But I knew I couldn't do the distance learning because my oldest son and I just fought because I wasn't his teacher, you know, and Mm -hmm. he kept reminding me of that and it just didn't work for us. And the homeschool has been a lot easier because we're not having these ridiculous conversations. But is this something that you want to continue to do? Or was this like more of a trial run because of all the happenings right now?
1: Yeah. When we went into it our intent is was for it to be just for this year. Um I try not to think too much about next year <laughs> because I don't know. Mm-hmm. My daughter says that she would love to to do homeschool for forever. Um my son says he wants he likes homeschool but he wants to go back to public school because he wants to be with his friends and he really loves the school. We love their public school so much. Mm-hmm. So um he wants to go back. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Um, it would definitely be a different experience if I was only homeschooling one kid. Um, but it would be, I mean, I, we would just, we'd figure it out. Then I would probably get connected with a co op or something like that to get more of that interaction and engagement and stuff. But it's really fun. And one of the things, you know, when you mentioned distance learning, I think that the big aha for me when we were doing distance learning is the tiny little bits of work that they would do in different subjects. So their social studies for the day might be read this one or two pages and then answer these two questions that are pretty simple and basic, you know, and it's like, this doesn't have to be complicated because in my mind, you know, it's like, okay, we've got to cover this. We've got it. Like I'm thinking college level course here for my eight and 10 year old, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just not necessary. So I think Distance learning helped me to get a little bit of perspective on that, but in my overachiever mind, it's, that, is, that has been hard for me to dial back to. Mm-hmm. I, I can get that. Okay, so I'm going to
0: check off the questions that we've talked about here. So we talked about, and I'm, I don't know if this is the best part for you, but what is the best part about homeschool? Is it getting to know them uh, at a deeper level like you had mentioned, or is there, or is there more to that?
1: Yeah, definitely that. Definitely the flexibility, meaning if we want to go to the lake for a week, we can go to the lake for a mm-hmm. week and we'll just bring school with us. If we want to do, uh, if we want to study something different, like my daughter wanted to do sign language, so we were able to do sign language. Some of that, that flexibility has been cool. And just knowing that I think the process of having to think about what do I actually want my kids to learn? And that has been, because I've never thought about that before. I just thought kids need to go to school, you know, and, and that the schools would teach them. And so it's been a lot of awareness about putting intentionality behind what you want your kids to learn and what they want to learn and following their interests is all a part of that process.
0: I just, I, I don't know what I thought. I really don't. I don't know what I thought before I did this because I had a lot of homeschool patients, And they were always very nice, and I couldn't, I couldn't like generalize them at all because they were all so different. So I don't know uh, what I was expecting. But one thing I hear a lot, and I want to know what you think, is when people will say homeschool kids are weird. Mm -hmm. Because I hear that
1: all the time. Like I've heard Mm that my whole life. Yeah, me too. I've heard that my whole life. I think I've thought that too. I think that. Homeschool is a completely different lifestyle, and people do homeschool in a way that is different from mainstream public school. And so, if you're coming from a mainstream public school perspective, then homeschool is weird. And homeschoolers are weird because they do things differently, they learn differently. They might not have, I think, from at least just maybe my own perceptions of homeschool from before I came into it, I think that homeschool probably has less emphasis. Kids aren't talking about like popular culture kinds of things. They're not talking about what they saw on TV and what they, you know, what music they're listening to and whatever with their friends. They, I mean, they do still talk about that stuff, but it's not the same as what they might get in public school. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's probably where that perception comes from a lot. But as I think one thing is that homeschool is becoming I think this year it became really popular. I think homeschool mamas saved the day when everyone went online because they started looking for, how do people, how do, people do this? Help, homeschoolers help us out. And those homeschool moms showed up in some pretty big ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think people got a little bit of a different perception of it, maybe, but we'll see. I mean, I, I kind of wonder if homeschool will become a more popular option now as more people have tried it. Mm-hmm. I never ever ever imagined I would be homeschooling my kids.
0: <laughs> I you know and I can say that too but then I know when Crew went to school I remember telling him if you don't like it or if this doesn't work out it's okay we can homeschool. And I don't even know why I would have said that because I wasn't homeschooled I this was such a new thing to me but one thing I really do like in going back to what you said about getting to know your kids they you can focus on their strengths and you can, and you don't maybe want to focus on their weaknesses because I had David Rodriguez on and he is a homeschool guru. And, you know, he was talking about how when our kids are like, let's say they're really artistic. So shouldn't we... Make that, you know, make it more artistic for them instead of shoving math down their throat. And, you know, and if our kids are really good at math, but they don't like to draw or they don't like art, why are we making them do art? You know, it's just you can make it Mm -hmm. to your kid and they're not missing out because if you think about going to high school and school, there's things that you probably did at the time and you were thinking, I'm never going to
1: use this, and you probably never did. You know, I just literally heard that from my son today. About We're, not, we're learning things that we're never going to use. I like, okay, well, <laughs> let's tackle that topic another day because I don't have energy for it right now, buddy.
0: <laughs> and I can't, I won't say anything bad about my kids' school either. We've we've always had good teachers and, you know, uh-huh. we've always had a good experience. And this is just a different experience and it definitely is. Yes.
1: Yes, it is. And it's not, I don't think there's a right and a wrong. I think there's something you have to decide for your family and for each kid. Like we may end up with one in public school and one homeschooling. I have no idea. And so it's just about figuring it out for each kid and family and what you're able to do.
0: Our We had the exact same situation. The one wants to go back for his friends and the other one um, really likes homeschool. And yesterday I actually sent a snap To Kayla and I said something about how the one cannot will not focus and the other one is like Johnny on the spot and and she said well I get that because the one likes one-on-one he likes to be alone with you and the other one is so social and it was so dumb but it was like a light bulb went off I'm like yeah that one is campaigning (laughs) because that's
1: that's who he is (laughs) and the other one just wants to hang out right Right. It's funny. It's funny how their personalities and and their interests are, will really set, can set a lot of the tone if you listen, you know, for what you do.
0: And same parents, completely different. But I can say the same for my siblings and I. Same parents, we're all very different. But I don't know. It still amazes me. And yes, I, I, it's crazy to me. But okay. So we got the homeschool kids are weird. What about I've heard homeschool moms are weird? (laughs)
1: <laughs> again like it's a different lifestyle it's a different way of looking at things it's a different whatever so it to the extent if weird is different you know I've always kind of thought that normal means average and average if you look at averages pick a topic health intelligence whatever issue you want to talk about average is generally not very good and so i don't want to be average and so i'm okay being weird because it means that we're usually choosing something that is outside of the norm and we're choosing a path that is we've intentionally made decisions that's one of the things that we really focus on um, in our lives is just making sure that we're making the decisions that are right for us and for our family And uh, not backing down just because something's difficult. And Mm -hmm. so that, I think, defines a lot of the way we've made decisions. So we might be weird, and it is what it is. (laughs) Maybe that's why we like each other,
0: because we weird. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But it is kind of sad that whenever someone does something not, like, out of the norm, you're the weird one. You know, and it doesn't matter, like, what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's It's, true, but it's okay. And I have a lot of conversations with my kids about how, you know, we've had, before he even went to school, the first one, I would say, you know, some people aren't going to like the Minnesota Vikings and you do. So they're going to tell you they're bad and they don't like purple and that's girly or whatever. You can't care what other people think. Some people might not like your haircut and they're going to tell you your hair is ugly or they're going to make fun of you. And again, I don't think my kid is weird, but kids are mean. And I just wanted my kids to always be prepared and just know that what other people think does not actually matter.
1: Yeah. You know, and sometimes I think we put our own fears and expectations out there when we don't need to. So for example, this fall, when school had just started, public school had just started, we've been going for a couple of weeks. Then we started early because really, why not? You know, might as well. We're not doing anything else. So let's get going. And my son was at football practice. And... The kids had just gotten their teacher assignments. And so, or no, so yeah, their school wouldn't have started yet, obviously. Um, and so they came running up to him and they're like, who'd you get? Who'd you get? You know, and he's completely confused. He's like, what? They're like teacher assignments. Who'd you get? And he goes, Oh, I'm doing homeschool. And all the kids, they just kind of like deflated and they turned around and they walked away back toward the rest of the football crowd. And my heart just sunk for a second. I was like, oh man, this is going to be really hard. And then as that group of kids was running away back to the other group, they go, one of them goes, he's lucky. He got homeschool. Uh. (laughs) And my son, my son looks up at me he goes, I am lucky. And I'm like, Oh. oh my God. Like I was, you know, I was so afraid of all the comments of that's weird. And what are you doing? And that's, but we haven't really gotten any of that. And so that moment was kind of a heart warmer for me because I was like, whew, we dodged that one. But it's so, I don't know. It's really been fine so far. Good. And what about the cat? Does the cat like everyone being home every day or no? Oh my gosh. The cat. Okay. (laughs) So our cat is psycho. He's so wild and he loves our kids, especially my daughter. They are best friends. And When the kids were gone all day long, I did not see the cat. I would not see him all day long. When we left the house for the day, he would stand at the door like a little dog and we would leave. And then by the time I got home from dropping the kids off at school, he would be gone somewhere. He'd be mysteriously gone. And usually I wouldn't see him until we walked in the door with the kids and he'd be standing at the door waiting for them. (laughs) And so now he is all up in their space all day long. So he will decide it's time to play. And you know, a lot of times we're sitting on the floor learning stuff or doing activities or whatever. And then the cat is like trying to pounce on everybody and steal their pens and do all the things. So he is right up in their space. I think he's loving it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like the cat maybe is the biggest advocate for the homeschool.
1: Yeah. He is living his best life right now for sure.
0: I love it. Has it at all put a strain on your marriage to homeschool?
1: Oh, good question. Um, no, I think actually this is something that Brett certainly will give his opinions on things, but he also recognizes that I'm taking the lead on this. And so he trusts what I'm doing. I was intentional about asking him for feedback a lot at the beginning, more than he wanted to give (laughs) because I was like (laughs) so overwhelmed by the curriculum decisions and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. He's like, dude, you got to just pick something already. But it has... I think brought us together because we are talking about, okay, what do we do about this scenario? What do we do about this situation? How is this today? How is that? Um, I, he knows more now about what the kids are learning than what he ever has, you know? So I think that helps him feel more included. Um, And I think they're just all the big or small decisions that have been happening around homeschool. He's there for, and he is um, a part of it. And we're working together as a team, he actually comes home because I hate cooking. He (laughs) has, he comes home every day to make lunch for us. (laughs) So I can keep teaching and just roll through the things and not worry about having to stop to make a meal and then handle the chaos during that and whatever. So that has been a huge gift. And it's given us more time to connect as a family. So we literally eat three meals a day together as a family, which is very weird in this culture today. Like it is, that is weird. And so we, but it's, it's been really cool for us and for our family. We're kind of loving it. So it's been, it's been good. It's weird for
0: a family to have one meal together. So you're yeah. really fortunate. Yeah, yeah. It, and we send the small one to daycare still because when okay. he was around, it was a lot more stressful because you know, and that's still a babysitting job. You know, that's right. not a learning job at this point. And so he still goes. But I mean, tensions will run high, and I will say that we we really do expect a lot of our, out of our kids, and probably should turn it down a notch. And Ryan, he has a loud voice and so he's like you know why we're always yelling because we are with our kids more than anyone else we know and I was like well not more than anyone else we know but the majority of people he's like I was never with my parents this month this much and I was like yeah I was never with my parents as much either but I think for as much as we are together we really all do get along and on Saturday crew had a sleepover and Dane cried he was so upset and then on sunday dane went to a friend's house and crew hugged him when they left and i was like see like you guys might fight and argue and i think there's going to be some of that anyway i mean there's going to be that public school with your friends yeah but i really do think like they have quite a nice bond and to be honest with you when i'm not with them now i do miss them and there's times when you're with them and it's like oh my gosh i just need a break
1: Yes, for sure. You miss them when they're gone. Yeah, you know, it is, it's reminded me, you know, because I was home with my kids when they were little and before they were in school, I was working my business and and, um, being a stay-at-home mom. And so it's kind of reminded me of that again. And I actually, some of, probably the most helpful advice that I've gotten, I don't even know where I heard it. I was on a podcast or something recently, but they talked about this concept of like, if you've ever told your kids, which I have, You, if you've ever said, you would never act like this for your teacher at school. So why are you acting like this for me? Totally guilty. I've definitely said that. Mm -hmm. And her point was, don't set yourself up as their teacher. You're not their teacher. You're their parent. So be their parent. It's just the same as when they were toddlers and you were teaching them how to walk and how to talk and how to sort colors and how to or whatever you do you know and games you play and stuff it's the same as that you're just teaching them different concepts now so just be their parent stop trying to be their teacher and so i it takes a it's it takes a while to work into this homeschool mindset it is so different and some people choose to set up their their homeschool a lot like a you know a school that they're familiar with a regular traditional classroom mm-hmm. and i certainly thought that coming into it too but i I think the more that I learn about it, the more that I kind of am trying to wrap my arms around the unschooled concept of just like teaching life stuff and you know, not being so hung up on, well, we have to get through this curriculum and we have to cover this many pages and whatever. But man, that is really hard to let go of all of that stuff, especially when I think I might be going back to public school in a year, Mm -hmm. you know. It's like I don't want them to fall behind, but I also don't think that's going to happen because I look at what the year that the kids in public school are having too and it's pretty wild so and
0: don't you think that just sitting there and having them do their homework and and without testing but let's say they're sitting there doing math they do their math you look it over and you're like oh this is like you're circling like this is wrong let's fix it it's a one-on-one thing instead of being taught in a group of 25 or whatever. Because what I had said for a long time is that, let's say my kid is a good student, and he gets by, but he could be better. But if there's a lot of students that need more help than him, he's slipping through the cracks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of times, you and I would say that our school, um, I think in our district, our school is probably the top or one of the top in terms of differentiating. The education for for kids and putting them in, you know, reading groups at their level and math groups at their level and stuff like that. They do a really great job with it, and still, those are the kids who are often, and I don't know about at our school or whatever, but I think those are the kids who are most likely to kind of fall between the cracks Mm -hmm. because they're doing well, and so Mm -hmm. nobody's really giving them that intense of attention. I I that's not. I mean, I almost hate to even say that because. I think that's what teachers work so hard to try to do. And yet at the same time, some of them have huge classrooms that they would prefer to, you know, be able to work more closely with their kids and all of that stuff. But um, yeah, so they're, they definitely are getting lots of one-on-one attention right now, whether they want it or not.
0: <laughs> and God bless those teachers because some of them, uh. They Seriously. are like the only trusted person for children. You know, some children yeah. don't have a hard home life and teachers teachers
1: don't just teach. Like they, have, they wear a lot of different hats. They do. Teachers, are, teachers are amazing. And definitely the, um, the heroes of 2020. I mean, well, oh, okay, God. there are a lot of heroes in 2020, but um, a lot of people who've really stepped up. But teachers are definitely in that group.
0: Mm-hmm. I had someone made the comment to me that um, it was disrespectful that I was homeschooling my kids because I was saying that the teachers couldn't do as good of a job as I could, mm. and I said, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, that has nothing to do with it. I'm purely doing this out of convenience because the the distance learning was very hard for us, and I was concerned we would go to that, and I knew our family." Could not go through that because it's really hard for a nine-year-old to get a job
1: and pay for his own apartment. <laughs> it is That's tricky. You would have had to move out. <laughs> That's tricky. I know. I it's that was probably my biggest fear about doing homeschool is I didn't want to offend the people at our school because yes. we just love them so much. Like literally, multiple times a year, I will walk into that school for an event or for whatever, and. Have tears in my eyes because I'm so happy that my kids were getting that kind of an experience and that kind of a great public school because that doesn't happen everywhere. And so I really love them and I've loved all of the teachers that we've had. I've loved them so much. And I don't think I'm a better teacher than them. I think I'm a much worse teacher than them. But I also, you know, I think for us, the biggest thing was we looked at the year and we went, this year is going to be crazy. So we'd much rather just create our own circus than try to live under the rules of someone else's circus that we can't control. So we... we control freaks for sure but um you know that's how we that was the biggest factor in us making that decision
0: Mm absolutely I'm so so with you on that and I miss school too because I was always a room mom and I know so many of the teachers so if something was amiss I would know about it before the kid would come home you know and Mm -hmm. I was at the school all the time like at the, I was just doing something all the time. So it's kind of a void in my life too, because um, I, like, I like the people that are there. But again, this just works so much better for us. Yeah. So you just kind of want to say, no offense, we're homeschooling.
1: I know. I know. It is. But we also connected with a lot of other homeschoolers in our community. And, um, so that was a huge gift too, because there were people who'd already been doing it, who gave lots of great advice there. I mean, I, we didn't decide to homeschool until probably, uh, late July or early August. And that was our, you know, so, um, But we met a lot of those people who really helped me understand what homeschool was and how it didn't have to be as hard as I had in my mind. I really thought this is not something I can do. This I just I don't know what I would teach my kids. I don't know how to lead them through this. And so we had I had a lot of people who helped me through that process, which was a gift. And then they become friends for our kids too. And they have a new, an entirely new group of friends. I remember that first time that we got together, there were all these kids, you know, and we met out at the uh, state park and they got to just run around and play. And they just ran for hours. Um, I think we were out there for like four hours and my daughter disappeared with some friends off down this old trail and they built, they took sticks and leaves and built these like fairy houses and they were creative. And my son just played football and ran around and they were like, all these kids are homeschool families. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like you guys are not the only ones on the planet. I promise. <laughs> and so they made some great friends and I love that they get to play for hours yeah. and not a 15 minute recess, you know?
0: I think that all the time and I'll take pictures cause I'll send them outside and I don't even know what they got going on, but then I'll ask them. I'm like, so what were you doing here? Well, we were on an elk hunt and we were doing this. And I love it because there's only a certain window of time where we will use that imagination. And unfortunately we lose that or we're told to stop that. I don't know what it is, but I just, I love watching them just come up with their own, own scenarios, you know? Yeah.
1: And I read the other day that, that unstructured play, even without toys, um, that just free playtime helps with developing their prefrontal cortex, which we know is great for decision-making and all of that stuff, which doesn't even fully develop until we're in our twenties. So any jump start we can get when we're <laughs> in elementary is like bonus. Right. So I think, and our kids again, weird, the norm is games and technology. And we certainly do lots of that stuff too, but getting that free play time, it feels like it's, it kind of feels like it's hard to do sometimes. It feels like it's hard to get it in or it's hard, I don't know, but it's beneficial. So we're trying to do more of that too.
0: I love it. Well, my main goal is to encourage people to do better, live better, be better. And I think that you do that not only for your kids and for yourself and for your clients and everyone around you. So I'm really happy that you came on today
1: to tell me all about you. Thank you. I, am, I appreciate that you invited me to do this. It's been a really fun conversation to kind of think about how people are doing it and, you know, think about your reasons why. So thanks for letting me share our story because it's fun. I'm sure there are other people out there too, who are thinking about it or who have pondered it. So it's good stuff. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane
0: podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.